Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Welcome to another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about how to negotiate your pay raise. Now, if you're someone who works really hard and you're giving it all, you're going the extra mile and you feel like you're underpaid and you deserve to get a pay raise, then this episode is for you. I'm going to share five specific tips that will help you prepare for that conversation so that you increase your chances of actually ending 2020 with a substantial pay raise locked in. Now, there are always chances that your company or your manager will say no to your request. And I'm also going to talk about at the end of the episode what to do if that's the situation for you. So stick around until the very end. I also want to make a quick announcement before we dive in. On November 9th, the Leadership Accelerator will start with a new group. If you are a first-time manager and have been leading a team for a few months up to about three years, or you're a little bit more experienced, but you feel like you never really had the leadership training that you need, then this is the perfect program for you. Through this three-month program, you will develop effective leadership habits that will serve you for the rest of your career. So if you or someone you know is in a new leadership position and hasn't received proper leadership training, and I don't mean the one-day workshop or a seminar or the LinkedIn learning, but I mean the real leadership training that will stick and really create that leadership mindset and the skills that will last for a long time, then check out the program at ramonashaw.com forward slash leadership dash accelerator. And of course, I will link it in the show notes down below. When you visit the page, you'll be able to schedule an appointment. And when I see that come in, I will send you a program overview and we will jump on a call to make sure that this is the right fit for you. And if it's the right fit, then I'll be thrilled to welcome you to the group that will start on November 9th. So let's get back to the juicy topic of today, negotiating the pay raise. Now I want to tell you a quick personal story. When I was in my corporate career, I always thought that I had to sort of follow the guidelines and I would trust my manager that she would negotiate well on my behalf, that she would recognize my accomplishments and that I would just take whatever was given to me. Now, while I did trust my manager a great deal and I felt like I was well compensated, looking back though and reflecting on how I showed up to those year-end conversations and the conversations leading up to it, was really that that I had very little influence on how much I got paid. What I know today is that we hold way more power than most of us believe that we have when it comes to pay. Yes, your organization may have a bandwidth, they may have certain structures in place, but there are always ways that you can make it a win-win for both you and the organization, and you can arrange something that works for both of you. But you have to be willing to step up to the plate, to be courageous and to communicate what you're really looking for. And despite this possibly being an uncomfortable conversation, it is so important that you show up for yourself and that you represent yourself, that you advocate for yourself and that you actually believe in yourself and the value that you create. 
Look, ultimately, salary ranges <laughs> are not science. It's one person who makes up a number who says, I think this is the fair compensation or this is what we've always paid. Plus, when we look at research um, on the pay gap between women and men, and we see things such as women making 81 cents for every dollar that a man makes, and then the statistics being even worse for people of color or minority groups. And then we take that and we compound this difference over a 40-year career. The difference in pay is substantial. Without even thinking of compounding interest from investing money through your savings, the medium loss for a woman is 900000 So imagine having 900000 in your savings at the end of your career. That's a huge deal. You have to show up for yourself and be courageous and have those conversations when you see the need come up. And you have to do this all the way through your career. So before I even go into any tips and suggestions, I really want you to own this and believe negotiate your pay. That this is not being too aggressive and that it has nothing to do with being too demanding. It is what is required of you and it shows leadership. It shows negotiation skills. It shows care for yourself. It shows self-worth that you have and confidence, which are all traits that employers are look for in their employees too, right? So honor yourself there and really step into this and take this on. If you're in a situation right now where you, you feel like you've over-delivered and you're underpaid, then consider me as like your whisper in your ear to say, yes, go out and do it now. I hope this is the push that you needed to tackle it this year or as soon as you possibly can. So without further ado, let's go into those five specific tips. So the number one tip is about timing. You don't want to walk into your year-end conversation when you're expecting your boss to share with you what the compensation is, maybe the bonus and possible pay increase for next year. A few percent to accommodate for the increase in living costs. That is not when you want to start negotiating. you got to negotiate earlier on, which is why I'm releasing this episode in mid-October because if you have a year-end conversation in December, This is the time to schedule your one-on-one with your boss and bring up that you're looking for a pay increase. So address it early on so they have time to respond and work through it with you ahead of time. Also, I highly recommend that you pay attention to what's going on around you. It's easy to just kind of spin in our own heads and forget the state of your organization or the state your manager is currently in. So if your manager is going through a very challenging or stressful time, then just delay your conversation by a few days or by a week if needed. If your organization is going through a very stressful time, maybe your organization has been heavily impacted on the negative front by COVID, then this may not be the time to make big demands. I'm not saying you shouldn't address it, but I would encourage you to be a little bit more patient and understanding with your employer if that's the case for you. Also, and this is probably common sense, but might not be common practice, 
don't ask in an email. You gotta actually sit down with people one-on-one. And for most of you, that will be over Zoom, but it'll be a one-on-one conversation dedicated specifically to talk about your development and financial compensation. Second tip is that you wanna actually know your value. You want to make sure that you deserve this pay raise. So you're not asking for a pay raise upfront before you deliver the value. You always want to deliver the value first and then request that pay raise to compensate you for the value you're already bringing. You're basically saying, I only want what's fair. And you'll be confident saying that when you've delivered the value to the organization. Now, sometimes when I have conversations like this with clients, they would say, well, how do I know my value? And this is a great point because there is some work that you can do throughout the entire year to not only know and own your own value for yourself, but also to demonstrate your value to the organization, especially to your boss. My biggest advice is that you document your accomplishments. You're creating a report, could be a spreadsheet or could be any other tool that you use and just write down the major wins that you have. Every Friday you look back and you look at the accomplishments. Maybe you closed the deal. Maybe you received a great customer review. Maybe you over-delivered on a project or you had a successful meeting with a client and they renewed their contract, whatever that may be write it down. It will build your confidence because you see validation over and over. Now, the second part of this is to actually write an accomplishment email to your boss every single week. And sometimes people question me on this, like, really, my boss doesn't need another email. Mm. Even if your boss doesn't respond, they may still appreciate hearing what you've accomplished that week, what you're currently working on, and any other questions or challenges you're currently dealing with. Your boss will likely appreciate having this information and receiving it in a condensed format on a weekly basis. Yes, this means you're spending an extra 15 minutes every Friday, but it's so worth it. And in fact, to emphasize this, I want to read to you a quote from Chen Grosso, VP of Product at Litote. And this is from a Forbes article. She says in this article that she gave an unplanned promotion to a product manager. Here's what she said. The most important thing she did was consistently exceed expectations in terms of her current role and job responsibilities. She always took on more than what was expected of her and managed these projects as well as her more senior colleagues. She also was great at proactively communicating her accomplishments to me. When she approached me with her request for a promotion, I already knew she deserved it. Every step of the way, she made it easy for me to see that she was a star performer who deserved a better title and salary. Moral of that story, share your accomplishments early and often. Going into a salary negotiation at the end of the year, having done that will make it so much easier. But don't sweat it if you didn't do this throughout the year. Then this is the time to just look back at your calendar, your um, your, at your calendar, your to-do lists, your projects, and write down the wins. Write down how you've delivered value, where you excelled, where you went the extra mile, and how you're supporting the organization beyond what you're currently paid for. So you got to know your value and communicate that value. Tip number three is to prepare and to do the research upfront. So one is knowing your actual value personally, but then you also do your research. You got to walk into this conversation having done your homework, 
Look at websites such as Glassdoor, Payscale, or Salary.com. Look at comparable job descriptions that include salary ranges. Start tracking this. And don't just look for one piece of evidence. Look for a number of sources that you can communicate and present to your boss and say, look, here is a comparable job description to what I'm currently doing and here is what they pay them. Here is what Payscale says or here is what Glassdoor says I should be making. Then be specific with your request, which means to state an actual dollar amount. So if you're currently making 100,000, just for the sake of it, you want to say, I want to make 120,000 or I want to make 110,000. That's what I'm looking for. Now, when you think about that number, I actually want you to think about two different numbers. Number one is the number that you actually think you deserve. The number that you actually think that's the one I can settle with. That's what I think is fair. I I don't want to go below because if I go below, then I would actually go back to feeling like I'm being underpaid. So what is that number where you feel like, okay, I think this is fair. I'm good with it. Then think of your ideal number, which is your stretch number. That number is 5 to possibly 10% more than the other number that you think is actually a fair number. The reason why you're doing this is because you want to leave room for negotiation. Because the company might actually value your work more than you value it. So you want to build in that upward flexibility to accommodate for that and not lowball yourself. So have your actual number that you're looking for and then increase it by 5 to 10% and that is your ideal number. So when you make your request, then you say your ideal number. If they can't accommodate that, it's very likely that you will land at a number that you still feel like you're fairly compensated and not below that where you end the conversation and you still feel like you are being underpaid. And by the way, when you think of that number, make sure that this is really coming from the value that you bring to the organization and not from your personal expenses. So never argue with personal expenses and obligations as being reasons for why you should get a a pay increase. Don't say, well, I have a mortgage to pay, I have two kids, I'm caring for my parents, or I'm looking to buy a house and therefore I need to make more money. That is not a good case because that's your personal issue. The company is a business and so they're looking at it from a business perspective. Argue with the value that you bring to the organization. Okay, we're moving on to tip number four. Tip number four is to think about other components than money. So you might even want to consider saying, I want this financial increase and I also want XYZ. You could say, I'd like to have a car allowance or I'm looking to get gas mileage paid or I would like to have some additional time off for this volunteer opportunity or another benefit that would mean a lot to you and doesn't cost the organization as much. Also consider equity or financial components other than cash. Making a specific offer to the employer that has a cash component and some other benefits that you value and that you want to negotiate for yourself may be a great plan to consider. And with that, let's move to tip number five, which is about preparing. Yes, take this serious. This is an important conversation that you're having that could have a huge ROI because you could walk out with a lot more money than you did before. I constantly hear stories where people ask for an increase and then they get that pay raise and are able to pay off student loans or save or they're able to travel that they've always wanted. These things can have a huge impact 
on your life quality and your financial security now and in the future. So do your research, write it all down, know your value, make your case, your personal case, be specific with the number, include other non-financial or non-cash components if you want to incorporate them into your offer. And then think about how you're going to start the conversation. What's the first couple sentences that you're going to say? What's the line of arguments you're going to use? And then most importantly, what are you going to say when the other person says, I know we really appreciate you, but right now we just can't make that happen. We just don't have the financial resources for pay increases like that. Don't be caught off guard when that's the response. It's very likely that that's going to happen. So think ahead of what you're going to say. And if you have a coach, a mentor, a friend, a colleague that you can practice this with, then do it. It will be so much easier to then actually follow through if you've said it out loud before. It's like thinking about going to the gym is not the same as actually going to the gym. It's the same thing with this. Thinking it in your brain is not the same as actually saying out loud. In my coaching conversations, whenever I do this and I ask clients to say it to me, they walk away with so much more clarity and confidence and are better prepared for the actual presentation than if they only went off of their notes. So, and with that in mind, let's now talk about a few different ways that you, and with that in mind, let's now talk about what you can actually say if you receive rejections to your request. Now, the most important thing that I want you to keep in mind is that it's not about you. It's very likely about circumstances, the organization, their abilities to do or not do, your manager's believe in what he or she can do or cannot do, or just the fact that they may be surprised and need more time to think about it. So don't make it all about you. Think of this as this was a no and I can learn from this. So what is it that I can learn here? First off, if it was an immediate no, then just let them know that you want to give them some time. So they may say no now, um, but you would really appreciate if they could consider it, give it some time. You could send additional material or share the information that you've just presented so that they can make a case to their boss and make a suggestion so that you would reconvene again in, in a week. So at least that he or she could consider the request and discuss it with their manager. When you don't take it personal, you're way more like likely to engage in a constructive dialogue and look for solutions and not be bummed out or not feel like you just asked for too much and it was inappropriate. No, you go in, you did all the work, you deserve this. So give them time to adjust their thinking to also move into a solution-oriented mindset and look for ways that this could turn into a win-win. Reiterate that you really only want what's fair, right? You got to really own this belief and that way you can come across as a strong and confident employee who knows their worth and knows what's fair. It's going to make it a lot more likely for your manager to engage and to look for solutions as well. Then also discuss a plan B. So if maybe if it isn't a cash increase, then what else could the organization provide to you that would be meaningful? Maybe it is travel compensation to meet your family every few months or so. Maybe it is a car allowance. Maybe it is the volunteer work. Maybe it is an additional benefit or perk that'd be really meaningful to you, but maybe a small cost line item 
for your organization. So get creative there and, and make different proposals and suggestions. When you come from the place of confidence and clarity and that you deserve this, I promise there are going to be many different ways that you can get something out of it. In addition, talk about goals and expectations. Ask your manager, what will it take to get to that next level? What will it take to get that pay increase? When can we reconvene? Maybe your manager says, you know what, let's just discuss this again in three or in six months. You say, great, let's talk about what I need to accomplish by then in order for it to be a no-brainer to get the pay raise approved. And before I forget, one more thing. Ask about why. There's nothing wrong with inquiring about why your request was denied. It's okay to be curious. The worst that can happen is that your manager says, I can't tell you more or that's all I know and this is it. That's fine. At least you tried. Maybe you actually do get some information out of it that will be valuable for you in the future that you can learn from and build into your case next time around. So regardless of how this conversation is going to go down, you will walk away with more clarity and insight. And when you do end this process of negotiating your salary and it was still denied, then I beg you to not reduce your quality of work or to disengage or to not go the extra mile anymore. Because you know why? The only person who will suffer and see the negative consequence of that will be you. Your company is going to be okay, but you're starting to build negative patterns for yourself. You're going to make it harder next time to get a promotion. You're not fostering the relationship with your managers and others around you. You're hurting yourself if you disengage just because you didn't get that pay increase. So take a moment, take a few deep breaths, focus on what you learned from the process and get back up and deliver as much value as you did in the past. If this process keeps repeating, at some point you can choose to walk away. But have patience with your manager and your company at least six, in some cases 12 months, to see what they can do and for you and your boss to really align on what it will take to get that pay increase and to find creative solutions so that you feel you're getting paid what you're worth. So if you know someone else who might not step into their power and ask with confidence for a pay raise, someone who may just believe that their work is going to be seen without them asking for it, or if you know someone who needs that extra kick in the butt to have these tips and strategies available to find the courage and hold the conversations, then please share this podcast along. This is work we all need to do in order to create the career success that we desire. And if you enjoyed this and found this valuable, I would so appreciate it if you give it a five-star review. That way, I'm able to spread this message even further. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week on another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.